welcome to Menopause in the Kitchen, where we talk all things food and nutrition for women in their midlife years. I'm Rachel Cooper, dietitian and food lover, with a passion for sharing information about nutrition in practical ways, so that you can take what you need and implement it into your lifestyle. Join me in my kitchen as I share bite-sized chunks of information to help you nourish your body and thrive in your midlife years and beyond. And welcome back to the Menopause in the Kitchen podcast. Um, Thank you so much for coming back and listening to another um, episode. And today's episode is going to be all about legumes. And I think if you've listened to my podcast, um, my other episodes of my podcast, and if you've followed me on Facebook or Instagram, you'll know I talk about legumes a lot. (laughs) And there's a reason for that. And it's because they are amazing. They really are amazing. And that's what I'm going to talk about today. Um, is amazing legumes and I'm going to talk about the what, the why and the how. Now, of course, I know there may be some of you out there who might just really hate all sorts of legumes and that's okay. Um, They may not be for everyone. It's kind of something you like or you really don't like. But honestly, if you haven't really given them a go or really tried, um, you know, some different types, I'd encourage you to just have a go. Maybe after today's podcast, you might be motivated to to go and give them a try. Um, I find just from past experiences when I've worked with people one on one or you know in group situations that um, apart from baked beans, <laughs> although maybe it's getting a little better now with um, you know some certain foods that have become more popular, but I find that a lot of people they kind of don't really know what to do with legumes. It's like, okay, I know there are different, there's chickpeas in tins and things like that, but I just don't know what to do with them. How do I, how do I eat them? Where do I put them into? So hopefully that is what I'm, you're going to come away with today if you have those sorts of questions. And if you are a legume fan and you've already, you know, you're really already having them regularly and you really enjoy them, wonderful. Hopefully today confirms for you the reasons why you might like to be eating legumes, apart from the fact that they taste amazing. Um, And maybe even pick up a few tips of some new things that you might like to try. So let's jump in to um, starting off with what legumes actually are. So when I'm talking about legumes, what, what even am I referring to? So legumes are the seeds of certain plants. Um, so it's like the fruit or the seed that's generally enclosed in a pod And we can eat it in the immature form, which is things like green peas and green beans. If you pick them straight away out of the garden or get them from, you know, a a farmer or supermarket, Um, they're usually in the the sort of immature phase. And then if you let the plant continue to grow, um, that seed or that fruit inside, I usually refer to it as a seed, becomes more mature. So it becomes dried Um, And generally, if that seed was to then drop into the ground or you were to collect it, put it away and then plant it in the ground later on, it would grow a new plant. 
And so um, I, I guess probably the one that most people are unfamiliar with or don't know as much about what to do with uh, is the, the dried form, the mature form um, uh, of the seeds that we're, we're talking about. And so they can include things like dried beans, like um, kidney beans, balotti beans, soybeans, cannellini beans. Uh, honestly, there's a whole range, um, black beans, there's so many different types um, and varieties. And then they also it also includes things like split peas, lentils and chickpeas. And technically, it also, in, it also includes tofu. Um, and I mean, I don't normally think of tofu as being a legume, but it's made from a legume. So it really can come under um, under this category. So that's what legumes are. That's that's what we're what I'm talking about when I say legumes. So next, let's have a think about or have a chat about why. Why do I go on about legumes all the time? And like I said, if you've listened to me before, you probably heard me mention it in numerous different um, topics. And I'm going to tell you why now. Um, legumes to me are they're a powerhouse of nutrition. They really are. I'm not really into um, calling food superfoods because honestly, no food on their own is super. No food on their own is going to provide you with everything that you need. Okay. We need a variety of different foods. So nothing is a superfood, but honestly, legumes, they've got to come close, (laughs) but they are really a powerhouse of, of nutrition. So let's go through why they are a powerhouse of nutrition. Legumes are a source of protein, okay? They're a great source of protein if you're vegetarian or vegan or if you just don't eat a lot of meat. Um, um, uh, You can get your protein from legumes instead. Um, And they're a cheaper source of protein, and I will talk about that a little bit more later. I think protein gets a really it's it's really in it's really trendy at the moment, isn't it? Everyone's talking about protein. Get your protein, have protein this, protein that. But not very often do I see anyone, you know, on social media or whatever promoting legumes. <laughs> they are a wonderful source of protein and a cheap source of protein. And yet they just haven't really had the status that so many other foods that uh, trendy seem to get. <laughs> so, um, you know, if I think about, um, you know, the trend of protein, everyone's promoting shakes and protein shakes and protein bars and protein this and protein that. And even if people are making high protein this or high protein, they're often adding these powders to make them high protein. I don't often see anyone using legumes. <laughs> And I don't know why. Um, actually, probably do know why. Legumes just don't seem to get into that um, the realm of superfood or, um, or or trendy food because I don't think you can make a lot of money from legumes. <laughs> Let's face it. Um, legumes are cheap. You know, you can get them from anywhere. It's not there's no, there's nothing special. You can't. I guess you can't really sell it and make a lot of money out of legumes, can you? There's me being a little bit cynical, but I think there's something in that. Um, so, you know, if we're, if we're talking about protein, honestly, think of legumes too. Um, 
you don't have to be jumping on the bandwagon of all those powders and um and bars when honestly you have this simple nutritious uh cheap food that can do the same thing for you anyway i digress so high in protein um they're also high in fiber okay and i have if you want to go back to um my my first or second it might have I think it was my first episode um on gut health and menopause you'll you'll sort of hear me talk about fiber and the importance it is for gut health so eating legumes and a variety of different legumes is wonderful for gut health but also um the fiber in Um, legumes you have soluble fiber and insoluble fiber two different types of fiber the soluble fiber has been shown to reduce cholesterol levels so if your cholesterol levels are a little on the high side eating more soluble fiber maybe in the form of legumes if you like them could help to reduce your cholesterol levels or help prevent them from from rising so fiber high in fiber as well wonderful um Next thing is that they're high in carbohydrates. So not only are they high in protein, they're also high in carbohydrates. And carbohydrates obviously give us energy. So, you know, we want to be, again, you've probably heard me say this before, I'm, you know, not into cutting out carbs or demonizing carbs. Carbs are really important. Um, And they are a wonderful source of energy. The great thing about the carbohydrates in legumes is that they're low GI, they have a low glycemic index. And what that means is that the carbohydrates are digested slowly over a period of time. So they don't give you that quick burst, they don't digest really quickly and give you a quick burst of energy and then it drop, drops back down to, to low. Um, it gradually gives you energy over time. So it's wonderful for keeping your energy levels up over the day. It's also wonderful for anyone with diabetes or at risk of diabetes because it helps to regulate your blood sugar levels. So it stops your blood sugar levels from spiking too high. It releases that carbohydrate gradually over a period of time into the body and your body can sort of manage that better. So it's a wonderful um, a wonderful food for those who are concerned about, you know, spiking blood sugar levels and generally, you know, that, that's people who have been diagnosed with diabetes or they may be at risk um, and wanting to reduce their, their risk of developing diabetes. So low GI, um, wonderful. The next thing is they are high in phytoestrogens and um, phytoestrogens are a plant hormone. So they're they're, um, hormones produced by plants that are very similar to estrogen, to our own estrogen that we we have in our body. Um, So for some women, it can be helpful um, in... um, um, managing the the menopausal symptoms like hot flushes for example um and or maybe reducing the intensity it doesn't doesn't work for everyone and i might do a separate episode on phytoestrogens but um but legumes are certainly one source of phytoestrogens so um another benefit there to us midlife women then 
they also have a number of other different vitamins and minerals. So um, legumes are also a source of folate. Um, iron, so wonderful for those who are vegetarian, vegan, or don't eat a lot of meat, particularly red meat, to prevent iron deficiency. Um, you know, legumes can be an option for you in replacement of meat um, to uh, increase your iron intake. And again, I've done an episode on iron. If you're interested in learning more about that, um, head over to a Uh, I think it was a couple of episodes ago. I'm losing track. I haven't done that many and I'm still losing track of um, which episodes which. Um, But I'll I'll link it down the bottom in the show notes. Um, And it's also a good source of zinc, calcium and magnesium. So really when I talk about all of those nutritional benefits, you can see why I harp on about legumes so much (laughs) Um, and it's, you know, it's for that reason. They just have so many different benefits, um, you know, for our health. Um, And so that's that's the reason why I do mention it so many times. Now, the other reason why we might want to have more legumes is that they're inexpensive. Um, Legumes are a really cheap source of protein. They're they're much cheaper than than meat or or um you know uh, um, even dairy I guess um so if you're looking to add more protein legumes are a wonderful way to do that and it's not going to cost you an arm and a leg um it's a wonderful way to bulk up meat dishes so even if you do eat meat you can you know reduce the amount of meat and add some legumes in as well. Or totally replace them if you want to, depending on on what you're aiming for. But that's one of the other whys, I guess, one of the other, um, you know, reasons you may want to include more legumes is that it's wonderful on uh, when you're on a budget, you know. And nowadays, I've spoken about this before, but nowadays we know that, um, you know, food, cost of food is, is increasing, the cost of everything is increasing. Um, and so if you really are trying to cut back your spending on food, legumes could be a wonderful way to get um, your budget down and still get a wonderful amount of, you know, nutrition. So that's the why. That's that's why I, I recommend legumes so often. Now let's get into the practical side of things. How? How do you, how do you eat legumes? What do you even do with them? Um, and what are some tips for, you know, things that you may like to, to try um, to increase the amount of legumes that you're having? So let's first talk about the legumes themselves and the different forms that you can get them in. So um, they can come whole, they can come ground into flour nowadays as well. Um, in fact, there's even um, uh, pasta that has um, that is made from legume flour, which is, you know, wonderful for those who are gluten-free, but also if you want to maybe, you know, increase, uh, your legumes without eating legumes, if that makes sense, that could be an option. So they're making pasta with like lentil flour and so on now. Um, and you can also, so you can get them dried, you can get them canned, cooked, frozen. There's lots of different ways that you can have legumes. 
I'm going to focus mostly on dried and canned. They're generally the two ways that most people buy legumes. Um, Let's start with dried. It's probably the less convenient way to eat legumes. So if you're really looking for convenience, probably canned would be the way to go. And I'll talk about that in a moment. But if you want to have dried legumes, um, great to have as a staple in your pantry, Um, much cheaper. I mean, canned legumes are still pretty cheap, but if you want the cheapest way to consume legumes, it is dried. You can buy a bag of dried legumes, whether it's beans or lentils or um, chickpeas or whatever, for really not a lot of money. It's, it's, It's pretty, pretty cheap for the amount of Um, nutrition that you get um, from from that bag. So if you're going to have dried legumes, you do need to soak them first. uh, And generally overnight is what's recommended. Um, And so you do need to have a bit of forethought. Um, You can't just sort of say, oh, it's time to make dinner. I'm going to have legumes and I'm going to use dried ones. No, you need to sort of think about it ahead of time if you want to have it for the day after. You really need to think about it the night before. Very easy. You really just pop, um, so one cup of beans or chickpeas to three cups of water. All right. So depending on how much you want to make, it probably is because it's a little more inconvenient to soak them and cook them and so on. Um, you might want to make it in bulk. So if you do a bulk amount, you can then freeze after you've cooked them the next day, you can, um, you can freeze portions and then it becomes convenient. So, um, yeah, so one cup of beans to three cups of water. So depending on how much you want to do, if you want to do two cups of beans, you do six cups of water. Um, and then you just soak them overnight for, you know, at least six to eight hours And what this does is it makes, um, it increases the digestion um, because they're quite hard to digest um, unless you soak them. And it also makes the nutrients more available. So it is important that you do soak them. Um, And then the next day you just drain that off and then you add some fresh water in a pot and then bring it to the boil and simmer for around 30 to 40 minutes. It might just depend on what type of beans you're cooking or whatever. Um, but then after that, you can let it cool. And like I said, you can freeze it in portions so that then you've got a simple, you know, a lot of um, beans or chickpeas or whatever that you can pull out whenever you need it. So that's that's sort of one tip for um, for dried legumes. Now, one thing I do need to point out is things like split peas and lentils don't need to be soaked overnight. You can just use them right away. There's no need for soaking. Um, So if you're, say, cooking lentils, for example, you can just put them in a pot with some water and cook them until they're tender. Um, if you're using um, split peas, lentils, or even the dried beans that you've soaked overnight in a soup or a casserole, you don't need to cook them first. You can add them straight in because essentially you will be cooking them for 30 to 40 minutes um, in your soup or whatever. So there's no need to sort of cook them and then add them to soup. Um you can put them straight in. But certainly split peas and lentils, no need for soaking. You can... Um, cook them straight away. Um, All right. Now, 
Um, the other thing you can do if you have some time and you've forgotten to soak them overnight is you can just give them a rinse and boil them, but they do need to be cooked for about an hour. Um, could be a bit less, less, it could be a bit more, um, but you sort of bring them to the boil and then simmer them for about an hour. Um, so you can do that if you've got the time, um, but, you know, most people will soak overnight. It just makes it a little bit easier the next day. Um, okay, so that's dried beans. Cheapest option. Yes, there's a little bit more work involved, but like I said, if you do it in bulk, you can freeze portions. And then it's very simple. You just defrost them and use them in whatever you're going to use them in. So what about canned legumes? Um, now they're probably the most convenient. I will admit that that's generally what I buy. Um, and really with canned legumes, they've already been cooked um, and they've just been preserved in a can. All you need to do is drain out the liquid and I always give it a bit of a rinse. Um, rinsing will help to reduce the salt um, because they are canned in a, like a salt liquid. Um, so I find that just giving them a rinse just um, reduces the amount um, of salt and then they're ready to use basically, which is really wonderful. You can have them as is. You don't need to cook them. You can... Um, you know, eat them just as is, or that, or you can then add them into different meals. So let's move on now to how to do this um, with what what meals would you use legumes in? Um, and I'll go through a few tips about how to have more legumes in your meals and snacks. So first of all, hummus and dips. I love hummus. It, I know not everyone loves it, but I, I really do. Um, it's made from chickpeas. So easy, easy way to get some, um, some legumes in. You can also um, make dips from things like um, cannellini beans and, and so on, where, um, where you sort of puree them up. Um, but honestly, yeah, hummus, it doesn't matter if you don't make it yourself. Um, if it's store-bought, perfectly fine. Still made from chickpeas. Um, so you can use that as a dip. You can put it in sandwiches or in wraps. You can, you know, dollop it on top of, you know, meatballs or falafels or something like that. So um, add it on to, you know, salads. It's just very, very versatile um, and delicious. Secondly, um, I mentioned this a little earlier, but you can bulk up your meat dishes. So you can halve the amount of meat in things like your spaghetti bolognese, um, casseroles, chili, and so on. So halve the meat and add some lentils or kidney beans or black beans or something like that. Um, so that's another way. So you're still making the same kind of meals that you always make, but you're just um, altering it slightly to add some um, legumes. Adding it to salads, that's probably one of my favourite ways to have legumes, especially in the warmer weather. Um, I love to um, add them to salads so that I then increase the, the protein and the fibre of the salad that I'm eating. Um, I love the little tins. They're not as economical as buying a larger tin of um, legumes but for me if I'm just doing like one serve into a salad I find that they're really convenient. Um, I like uh, using black beans in, in some of my salads but I also love the um, 
four bean mix that you can get, which has a has a range of different beans. Um, again, if you you know thinking about in, increasing your plant variety for gut health, that's a wonderful way um, to do that. Of course, you can add to soup, as I mentioned earlier. So lentils and split peas and are wonderful in soup, but also adding in um, chickpeas and kidney beans and black beans and those sorts of things. Um, they go wonderful um, in soup. Cannellini bean, I, I really enjoy those Italian, um, I like to call them meaty soups, even though they don't have meat in them, but they're really substantial. It's like a meal in a bowl. And they often have cannellini beans and a lot of those sorts of things in them or lentils um, just to give it a lot of substance. Um, and it's just so, so filling because of the protein and the fiber. Um, having falafels or lentil balls, things like that. Uh, again, whether they're store-bought or whether you make them yourself, you can have them uh, as part of your meal or you can have them in a wrap or a sandwich. Um you can also make veggie burgers out of them. And um, so I have a vegetarian daughter, so I do make uh, lentil balls. Um, so when we have meatballs, she can have those um, in place of it. But I also make veggie burgers um, using chickpeas and lentils. Um, and yeah, they're delicious um, on their own or as a, as a burger. Um, dal, if you haven't had dal before, have a go. It's really simple to make um, and it has lots of lentils and just a really delicious way to have legumes. Um, I guess curries, I guess, can come into that as well. Having a curry with um, whether it's just legumes that you use and no meat or chicken or, like I said, halve the amount of meat or chicken and add some um, add some legumes. And finally, and you may think that this is um, a little bit odd, and I certainly did the first time I came across it, but you can make cakes and brownies with legumes. Now, I came across um, a recipe many years ago, which uh, I'm going to link the, I can't remember exactly what it's called, but I will link the recipe in the show notes for you. But it was a chocolate cake that had a tin of kidney beans in it and I remember seeing it and thinking no way that's that surely that's not going to taste any good and it got the better of me and eventually I just thought I'm going to try this people are raving about it I've I've got to try it I've got to see what it's like and you literally blend up the the kidney beans and then it's got like cocoa powder and eggs and so on I'm pretty sure it's flour flourless as well so it's gluten-free um and then you yeah you bake this cake and and I honestly as I was making it I'm thinking this is ridiculous I don't see how this is going to taste any good I tasted the batter as you always do sure you all do I I hope don't you you taste taste the batter anyway I always do tasted the batter and I thought that tastes really good but how so I baked the cake and it is delicious. Honestly, you would not know. I've ne- I, like I've made it for my family. They have no idea what is in it. They just think it's this beautiful, light, moist chocolate cake. Um, so I will find the recipe and I will pop it in the show notes. Sounds weird, but it works. Um, and I have seen other recipes for brownies and things like that. And it's not about healthifying these foods. A normal chocolate cake is perfectly fine. 
But if you're looking at ways to include more legumes and maybe you're not a fan of, you know, chickpeas in a curry or adding, you know, four bean mix into your salad, maybe it's the texture or something that you don't like, you know, this, you know, having having things like hummus and dips um, or making cakes and brownies using legumes could be a way for you to get the benefits of legumes if you're not really fond of eating like the whole legume in 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 certain meals and so on. So give it a try. Don't don't knock it until you've tried it because honestly I could not understand looking at the ingredients how it could taste good, but it is delicious. It is really, really good. Um, so that's just like a bit of a an out there way of using legumes, but wonderful for those who maybe aren't huge legume fans. Um, so they're my tips for how to include more legumes. I'd love to know if you have any tips or things that you do, um, particularly if you're a legume eater. Um, please send me an email or drop me a message over on social media. Um, I'd love to, yeah, love to hear some more tips. I'm always really into learning about new ways that um, that I can use legumes. Um, and that's all for today's episode. I hope you've enjoyed that. I hope, um, you, you know, you've picked up some great ideas and great tips for using more legumes and understanding why I, you know, go on about legumes so much, you know, the reasons why the benefits that legumes have for us. Um, and I think it's just a fairly accessible type of food in terms of cost, um, and, you know, you can just get them from the supermarket if, um, you know, if that's all you have, um, you know, to get your food from. So I think it's it's quite an accessible sort of um, food for, for many people to have. Um, so let me know. Let me know how you go. If, you, if you've not been a legume eater before and you give some of these things a try, I'd love to love to hear your story. So that's it for today's episode and thank you so much for listening. Um, can I ask you if you're enjoying these episodes and enjoying my podcast, if you could make sure that you follow me so that you know when a new episode has been uploaded. And if you feel up to it, I'd love it if you could give me a review because the more reviews and more people who follow the podcast the more chances other midlife women are going to come across this um, and see and be and see it as a as a suggestion for them in their whatever wherever they listen to podcasts. So I would love it if you yeah if you could give it a review. Um, if you have any feedback, any questions, any suggestions, any comments, would love to hear from you. Again, email, um, social media, um, contact me and let me know. Um, and that's it for today. I'm going to leave it there and I will talk to you all again soon. Bye.